0: You're listening to Comedy Central.
1: Ow. Hey guys, welcome to the U Up podcast. Man, we just recorded an entire podcast and lost it because um, Burt Kreischer called me, and it made my voice memos fail. I'm gonna blame it on Burt. It's not his fault. Guess what? It just wasn't meant to be. I guess I, I, I bet I said something on that that would have gotten me canceled or something. And thank God that didn't come out. But I'm here. Joined by my two friends in my apartment in uh, Soho. I always like to say that because it sounds like super cool because um, it's mentioned in Taylor Swift songs. Although she's talking about the Soho in London, but I'll still take it. Um, I'm on my couch in between my two friends who I just taped a whole podcast with and it was lost. It's the you Up podcast. It's Nikki Glazer, and it's Andrew Collin. Welcome to the show.
2: I, ta- I plead the fifth.
1: <laughs> That's a callback to a, a podcast you didn't hear, but we're bringing you in. He pleads the fifth. That means he's going to be taking uh, time out the, the rest of this segment, at least. Um, and then I'm also joined by a former guest on my radio show, uh, at Sirius, Saralina Prozel, one of my best friends. She's a model, she's an actress, she's a tango dancer, and she's hilarious. Welcome to the show, Saralina. Hi. <laughs> we got to work on your your intros. <laughs> Hi, um, Saralina has like a uh a, What is your accent? How would you describe it? Where were you raised, by the way?
3: In the Mojave Desert in California.
1: Yet she has an accent, a transatlantic accent. Is that it? Because you watch a lot been, of old.
3: I've been told, but I don't know. I now I'm all I'm thinking about what I'm talking like. Does it sound transatlantic?
1: Yes, it does. Does it? It does. Seralina talks like this. Um, She's one of my best friends. We met through um, our exes. Is that safe to say? Yeah. Our exes are best friends and currently best friends, and now we're best friends. And it was like, you know, sometimes you go, what did I get out of a relationship? And I got a lot out of that relationship. I didn't just get Lena, but I definitely lucked out with this friend. She's amazing, and she lives right down the road from me, and she's always DTH. Down to hang. I don't think I've ever asked you to do something and you haven't been, you haven't been ready to hang. That's true. I've been um, a
3: little unemployed the last couple weeks.
1: That's not understand. employment. You're busy I as shit. shit. You go to, I you teach did. tango, you go on auditions, you book shit, you're modeling, you're, you did a, sh- a couple shoots the other day, you travel for work. You're a busy bitch, but you're always down to hang. You're always down to smoke a bowl. If I want, like you're always down to smoke pot with me. <laughs> I always have a friend. I could literally give this woman, girl anything and she would do it. I really think you would. I have poppers. You want to try them? Let's do it. <laughs> I don't even know what poppers are. They <laughs> keep coming up though. <laughs> Apparently you put it's them bad. in your, you do them and it makes your asshole relax. Oh.
2: Yeah. I do you could, know anything about poppers? I need them. I got I to gotta pop a lot of things in my ass.
1: Yeah, your asshole is clenched up. So that's because your a- asshole probably has a lot of tension. You might benefit from poppers.
2: Well, I got the surgery, which was kind of like a popper with a knife. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it popped, but it's something back there. But, yeah, I could use anything, man. Just give it up, you know? Does it get you high? Yeah, it gets you
1: high. It was big in the homosexual community. Apparently it still is because I talked to someone who said that guys are still doing poppers at clubs. And it makes your asshole relax so you can have good anal sex later. So.
2: I mean, it sounds like a win-win, you know? You yeah. A little high, a little buzz, and then you can get railed extra hard because you got that loose ass. Loose ass. Wow.
1: It does sound pretty good. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I had did a lot of anal talking this week. I was on a podcast uh, that you came with me to Barstool.
2: Yeah. I, it was uh, cool to be in there inside the uh, alpha male den of Barstool sports
1: yeah they had a, a shitty green room that just had sports on a really nice tv and like a couple of, uh bags of popcorn on a table which is not nothing that was nice that girl got a snacks that was really nice um but i did this podcast kfc radio it was so so fun but at one point we were talking about my like they they revealed to me that they were into watching anal stuff on porn and i was like i am too and i was wondering like is it the same or do are we both into it for the same reason because i like anal because it's like the dirtiest thing you can do and you really feel like man i can if i can do that i can do anything that's so sick like i could never picture myself doing it feels almost empowering because you're so depraved and then i it was revealed that yes they like it for the same reason cuz this cuz the guy was like he said something about, like, oh, he just uh, tweeted about it. Um, he said something about, like, she must be such a whore. And I'm like, yes, that's it. Like, that when you do it, you're like, I'm such a whore. Whoa, can you believe what a whore I am? And I was legit getting turned on while I was talking about this. Not because I was, like, wanting that from any – like, I just was talking about it. I, and I haven't come in two months, so, like, I'm just horny all the time. It's fucking great. And uh, – but during it – because sometimes when I talk about sex stuff – i feel the energy and there's a bunch of dudes in this room i feel the energy shift to like yeah it's they're getting turned on and i don't want that i never want to do that with comedy and so i even said i was like so um okay i'm gonna pause right here and just say that i'm really sorry if anyone's turned on That is not my intention but like i'm only saying that because i'm like kind of turned on right now mm. and it was like it was good to cut it because then we got back on track because we were all just like horny in this room it was really fun um and uh, yeah, I haven't come for two months. Are you avoiding orgasms, like, like I've been telling all my friends too, Saralina?
3: I'm not, but I listen. I think orgasms can give you a little bit of a glow in the face um, for
1: <laughs> It's been proven that the glow comes from right before the orgasm to really savor it's that what moment. It is. I really just I, I just went on a podcast called the um, Almost Thirty podcast. It's gonna come out soon, I think. But these girls were saying that, oh, you know what's really good for your skin? The moments before an orgasm, like this girl had just read that it's all about prolonging. Because a lot of girls just use a vibrator and they come in like two seconds, and you're supposed oh. to stay within that time when your blood is rushing all over you and it's circulating. Stay in that as long as you can because that's where like the rejuvenation and the that makes sense. So
3: that makes sense. Still coming. You. you I won't come.
1: I'm not coming. No, I want to stay in that almost come phase. Yes. It's, That's I'll yes. That's where I live. That's where I live. And I got to say last night I was like so horny at the cellar and after hanging out with you girls all night and drawing dicks on tables. Good lord, we were we were all horny last night. Can we just I mean, all we did was talk about sex and like we it, Did you draw a lot
3: of penises on the did table? Did you go home and masturbate? Um, I didn't. I just
1: washed myself. Oh. Oh, well, that's going to do it for me. Um, no, I went home and I was like, and I had already planned on masturbating. Like last night, I always like plan on it. And I did it, in, but I didn't come. It was the first time I was just like, I'm just going to masturbate and just like enjoy the amp up. It was fucking great. All right. Do, what, how Are you coming good?
2: Yeah, I'm coming pretty good now. <laughs> I'm single now and I just, you know, I jerk off the porn. I jerked off the anal porn this morning, actually. It's called black. It's just like, he's really like, Jack black guys like really just take it to like these pretty little white girls and it just turns me on so much.
1: Wonder what that's about.
2: Yeah. I, I the part of it is like their cocks are literally ginormous and they could do every position in the world and I'm just like, God, what I would do to be able to like pick up like they did like standing sixty nines and I'm just oh. like, What? You can do this or, like, reverse Calgary, or Michigan. It's like watching sports for you. (laughs) No. uh, Yeah, it is. It's like watching sports. And, like, I think anal for guys, too, is really hot because if the girl's, like, sitting on the dick, you can see her vagina, like, perfectly. Like, there's something about the visual of being able to see her vagina, you know? Like, I don't There's something really hot about that.
1: I've only gotten anal from behind, so I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Oh, because you could sit on the dick. Like- I've never
1: seen anal in porn received in that way with a girl sitting. What? Yeah, no,
2: that's I'm confused. No, it's a thing. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah. a thing. thing and, like, uh- you could either sit like on the dick Here's or- the
1: thing about anal, though. I don't want to do anal. I don't want to be on top and having to do anal to myself. Yeah. Getting Getting fucked in the butt okay. is like it's about receiving and it's about being like. Uh, oh, this is happening to me, not I'm doing it to myself. and not, That's just my
2: experience. Well, you could do anal missionary if you just lean back, if you put the legs up far enough. That happens too in porn. You've never seen that in porn? Wait,
1: anal missionary?
2: Yeah. You put the legs up and then you throw in, you put it in your ass and then your vagina. It's just flexibility, really. Yeah, but the girl
1: still has to be on top and like control it.
2: No, you're on bottom, missionary. You're, you're on, on bottom. Con- you, you have eye con-
1: Oh, that's so weird. No, I would never think like, it could happen from that way. Well, actually, maybe, yeah.
2: Would you not want to be penetrated while staring at the guy? No, definitely you want
1: that because he's he's got to tell you you're a fucking filthy whore. How's he supposed to really communicate that without some eye contact? Um, guys, let's get to... A special portion of the show today. I'm so excited. I my mailbox key has not I have not had been able to access my mailbox since the date that I moved in August 1st. And um and I knew that there was a special letter coming because last week I ran into Howard Stern in the lobby of Sirius and it was so exciting, and we had a short conversation in which he said that um, he's been getting a lot of great feedback about my episode, and and you guys know what this means to me. Like I was, Andrew took a picture of me, and I was just clenching my neck or my chest, like I was just like, like I'm not worthy, and um, it was such an it was it's like a thrilling conversation to even talk about. Like I was just so excited, and he said I sent you a, a note, and I go I didn't get it. And he goes, well, it's in the snail mail. And I was like, he's like, it's in the mail. It takes time, Nikki. Like, he kind of scolded me. and It was hot and awesome. And uh, and <laughs> it, was it was kind of hot. Like, he kind of was just like, yeah, because it's in the mail. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know. And then uh, so we said goodbye. And I knew that there was a letter from Howard Stern waiting for me. So today I ran into my super and I slipped him a 20 and I said can you get me a mailbox key and he got me one and I arrived at my apartment today and there are two letters from Sirius and I'm going to open them on the podcast it was Andrew Collins idea I wanted to open them right away and he said wait for the pod so here we go and the winner is oh my god it's so nice is this I wish this was a painting of his Yeah, so it says typed. Nikki, it was great having you on the show. Thanks for coming by. You were so open and honest, and it was greatly appreciated. So funny, too. Best, Howard. Oh,
2: you got to frame that. Yeah, you should. Ugh.
1: I don't think I'll frame it. I don't like when guys do that. I don't like when guys, like, frame their cue cards from when they did the Tonight Show. Whatever. Just keep it.
2: Put it somewhere where you don't like. It's not just a stupid little card. It's of like-
1: course I'm going to keep this forever and ever. My, my children will read this someday if I have them. This is the best thing what I've the ever.
2: The other card is just a picture of his old cock. Oh, my
1: God. I would love if he sent me a picture of his dick. That is so nice. Um, That's nice. You I don't know what this one's from. This one is says from Howard Stern oh show. Gosh, be- oh. Oh. oh, my God. Gary. Oh, Gary, Gary hey, Delabate. Oh, my it's God. Baba just, Booey, dear Nikki. Um, oh, now the whole Stern universe knows what I've known for a long time, oh. that you are an intelligent, funny, brilliant comedian. The Stern fans love you. I knew they would. Thanks for being such a great guest, Gary. Oh, my God. Guys, I really didn't know that they were going to be this nice, and I didn't um, – Thanks for sharing that with me, you guys, that experience. I'm going to cry. Um, that's the best thing ever. Um, let's get into the first uh, episode of the week because I feel emotional. And also, we've already recorded an hour and a half together. <laughs> okay, so here's the podcast. Oh, oh, Monday. Oh, my God, it was such a fun show. Yeah, Tell
2: us. Oh, man, was it fun. It was Anya, you, you. And Mr. Dane Cook.
1: Yeah, I mean, what 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 can we say about this episode? This was like a special day for me.
2: Well, I swear to you that, like, and you talk about it, and I don't like to take your shine when you bring up, like, a past thing that meant a lot to you. And because then I try to, like, one-up you and be like, actually, that meant a lot to me, too. But, like, Dane Cook was one of the only, like, comedy albums I ever listened to, especially in my early 20s. And that first, you know, the album where he's like, oh, where are my shoes? Have you seen my shoes? And like, I don't know, like all those bits, like he was a rock star. He made comedy cool as shit. Yes. For like, yes. Yeah. I don't know. And so it was really cool to see him. And then the idea you have of him because of tourgasm, because of like, you know, people have talked shit about him, about how he's bumped people and that he's not. A good, and then you meet him and you see he's done so much work on himself and that he's in a good place. And he couldn't have been any nicer and honest. And um, and he laughed at my jokes, so, you know, that's good. That's always a bonus. Yeah,
1: he was nice. He was really nice, and that was the thing. Like, this dude has done a lot of work on himself. It, like, shows you how someone can change. Because I, I don't know that he was the coolest guy, and, like, you do hear stories, and I think he'll even admit to some of it, but he was, like, deeply insecure and scared, and he was a scared little boy, and he just seems like a man now. Like, I, I'm really... Happy for him. He just seems happy. And I um, appreciate him and his young girlfriend who, guess what? I don't give a fuck if he has a young girlfriend. She makes him so happy. They seem to have a really good con- connection and relationship. I will defend their age difference to the death. Probably his death first because he's older than her and uh, he'll die He'll die first. But Dane was so funny, so introspective, and I loved it so much. So here's Dane Cook, me, and Anya Marina on Monday show. Then and I then- put
2: up a post on Instagram mentioning that I was single now. But it was maybe an hour and a half after we... It was maybe a little too early. Yeah. And uh, she didn't enjoy that.
1: And I I knew right away. And you I said right what are you doing?
2: But I made it a joke. I didn't make it about her at all. It was about my depression from the breakup. Okay. I said uh, I could put five boxes of White Claw and make a person and hold it while I watch reruns of The O.C. Something, whatever. Not sure. that funny, but... and then, This uh, is what
1: I'm... But the fact that you tried to make it funny to... Insert out into the world like I'm single again, yeah, ladies. Yeah, it That's was... what was gross about it to me.
2: <laughs> it was like a dick pic, but like very uh, camouflaged.
1: You were like, but it was fun, it was more yeah. about my depression. And, f-. and I was like, no, you were trying to tell girls you're single, which again. I
2: got a few DMs, which yeah. was great. <laughs> and then I had to did. fucking take it down because you know, my girlfriend. Wait, wrote, but
0: why'd you have to break it down if uh, take, take it, it down? Wait, didn't you, didn't you break up? I still, but am, she am, still had like steak. An hour later, she could hit you up and be like, "You got to take that down." <laughs> it wasn't even an hour. I don't I think, think it was you're thirty-four, 34 minutes. I yeah. agree. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's I know. very weird. I know, but you know, it's fine. So what's it the was advice? the last post I would have to you take look, down. Let me tell you why, well, why it's not fine. Anytime you push your own I, eyes into well, your what fucking what brain, I, it's, it's not. Uh,
2: yeah, you were. Really I have a were. thing
0: about anytime you touch your face. <laughs> I touch my face a lot. Things too. are good yeah. when you start pushing things into your own orifices, dude. It's. It's not fine. That is such a scary thing to see somebody push their own eyes.
4: Isn't that like Oedipus? Knowing
0: like, oh, that's just what I did minimally in front of people to push my own, the thing that I need to see. I just watched your fingertips get fucking white.
4: <laughs> no, 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 I'm fine. I'm wow. over it. I'm over it.
0: No, I'm good. And um, Oh my God. I just gouged yeah, yeah. my
4: eyes out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but I'm doing great. Breakups, uh, <laughs> though. I mean, they're they're.
0: Oh shit! They're hilarious.
4: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's why I I'm in love now, and I've been in love for like two and a half years, and it's the least funny fucking thing ever. Uh, it's so yes, hard. because
4: you're not cynical. That I feel like that just happened to me too. I just feel like I finally went for it and. I'm falling in love and it's the first time in my life I'm not like sending little cynical texts or slightly passive aggressive things or like you didn't me 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 it's right. just like I'm being so genuine it's so disgusting my right. texts
0: are so boring you're just tra- transparent with the person yeah, I'm
4: like thank you so much and it,
0: and, it, and you both accept everything good and bad about each other and that's it's working towards something it's for comedians it's death I'm I
4: think it's great it's like what you were saying about having a, a Little nucleus of people who truly love you and care about you and support you. It's like yes. it's like that important fluid around your brain. Like you'd be lost without it. It's like so key right. to your survival. It is so good for you.
0: So this guy right here. Yeah, <laughs> you need yeah but you... do you do you get bored with that? though? Do I get bored with what?
2: With like a relationship that doesn't No. I, see, here is what or I love you, now. Some... Balance.
0: Yeah, I love the the craziness of a show. Yes. Radio City. Da 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 da. And then I love that the second I walk off stage, I'm I'm physically most of the time, but like figuratively, I'm walking, I'm going home. Yeah. Mm. And my home is peaceful. I have a beautiful, peaceful place. With a marquee. With a person. <laughs> with a marquee. <laughs> <laughs> and I put on a, a cloak, and I go up there and I push my... Stop. I look over you just punching your own dick, and every time I look you're just... So I fine, push my I'm dick fine. in my own skin. You sorry, know. Dave. <laughs>
4: just... I never, it get, is
0: definitely, hey, by the way, get off social media. It's like, I don't uh, think that's the route to, to meet people. I think I, I'm, I'm old school, still meeting yeah. someone in real life and having an, a, an organic, um, you know, conversation that like then leads to is better than, because people are just putting their best fake version of themselves online. So you're actually buying into a bio that they think is the right thing to yeah. share with people. So yeah. yeah, try to just mingle in life.
1: How did you meet your girlfriend?
0: I met her at a, I was hosting a, I had taken for the first time in 27 years, Friday night off, <laughs> mm. never, Unheard had of. never, ever. So I was <laughs> like, I, I've i earned, I can take a weekend night off Wow. and I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna host a game night at my house and I'll have people that also like to just on a weekend, maybe not party or whatever, just wanna get together, play games mafia code names whatever yes. so about 30 different yeah. people would come That's through so fun. and i met her there so we were like friends there for a short period of time never would have thought i would have ended up dating her it was just literally like a kind-hearted person yeah. in my home and then as time went on it just became like this thing where i was getting to know somebody who i knew was like uh like one of the rarest gems that you could possibly meet especially in la Yes. You know, somebody very present, somebody very real, compassionate, all the boring things that comedians, you know, can't make fun of. But I was like, if I, if I fuck this up, I'm the biggest loser. Forget anything in a career. It's like, I'm I'm giving it my best shot. Mm -hmm. I've literally given the best of who I am to somebody for two and a half years.
1: That's awesome. I'm very proud of that. That was Monday's show with Dane Cook. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Still here with Andrew Collin and Saralina Prozel. Um, Sarah Lena and I uh, hung out last night. That was really fun, drawing dicks on the table at Comedy Cellar. Sarah Lena almost took out her tit at, out at the <laughs> restaurant. God, I have bugs. Fuck. Um, she, like, was pulling out her boob, and Val, Anya saw Val, one of the managers, look over and see. Because Val always senses when something's amiss. If someone falls asleep at their table, if someone's, like, too loud, Val takes care of it. She's running that shit. She clocked Sarah Lena, almost exposed herself but you're such a model, you're just so comfortable with your body, like tits come out and you don't even think of it. What was your thinking in that moment to take out your tit in the restaurant?
3: Well, I was explaining to Anya, they said, you have decent sized breasts. I was like, no, 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 really, they're much smaller than you think. So I pulled down, I was like, look, this is a more a molded bra. So I pulled down my molded bra to show, expose my actual boob outside the shirt. But as I was lifting up... Which I would have. I was just gonna show them. I just didn't have a thought. I forgot where we were at one point. I was so in the moment of the conversation.
1: I think there was one time where we were at, at the salad bar at our favorite sushi restaurant, and you loudly said something about eating ass. That was like so. It was, and I had to like have a little talk with you at the table and be like, "Hey, I think we need to quiet down because you talk so openly. Like you, I, you make me blush sometimes, and that takes a lot." <laughs> I think I just get really wrapped up in everyone's eyes. I love it. It's a great, it's a great thing about you. <laughs> well, not Andrew's eyes. We know not that. I made her look into Andrew's eyes earlier and to, to see what color they were. And she said, first she said gray. And he has green eyes, so he's very proud of them. And he thought he could make them sparkle. And she goes, just, I don't know, they're like the color of eyes. <laughs>
2: Someone said I have snotty green eyes, which is so mean. And then someone else said I love your dead green eyes, which just says I'm autistic.
3: <laughs> no, I'm gonna really look at them right now, though. No, they're nice. They're, they're they're good. They're fine.
1: I don't know what the the green is now. Like the same green as your jacket. Yeah.
3: You know what it is?
1: It's your pupil. You have a large pupil.
3: And so zoloft.
1: That yeah, you have zoloft eyes. <laughs> Yeah, I have Trentilex eyes. A lot of people have been writing me about my antidepressant that I'm on. I'm on Trentilix, which is the worst name. I don't even know how to say it, but I t- talked about it on Howard Stern. And people have written me about it saying that it's like the best antidepressant. No, those side effects. You're going to love your life. And there are all these like sales reps that have sold it. And they're like, it's my favorite drug to sell. I'm obsessed. It just came out. And I, they're sincere though. They're like my listeners. So shout out to those people. Feel good. Um, maybe you should go on Trentilex to come.
2: Maybe. It sounds like it. Because I, I'm, like,
1: horny as shit. Really? Yeah.
2: I don't know. I, I'll probably switch it up, but everything else is good. So the positives of Zoloft are good so far. I, and what
1: were you looking for in a girl? You're you're newly single, Andrew. What are you looking for in a lady, if we could put that out there? Are you looking for love?
2: No, I don't think so. I think not for another year. Or so.
1: Let's be honest with the women listening. If you're considering um, Andrew Collin as a partner— let's what what are you closed off? are you open to a girlfriend
2: i'm not open i'm open to um i'm i my heart is open I'm not gonna close that bad boy off, you know that it's gonna run wild like a harley through the desert of I mean, well no, that's no. a harley
1: road through the desert yeah it's i don't oh I guess in like a desert road yeah. I was picturing like dunes it would be very
2: difficult oh no, like the road okay. The paved road okay. of the Majovi Desert. Majovi. Oh. Bon Jovi. And um, so, jo- <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to be open, but I also want to be realistic. I want to work really hard this next year and a half. Like, it's a very important year. I've worked too fucking hard the last nine years to then, like, get to kind of a point where it's, like, kind of cool, but not to, like, make the most of it.
1: Yeah, next level.
2: Yeah, and I don't want to feel like I need to like – I can't feel like I have to like check in or feel like I, I just – I don't, don't want to feel like I'm responsible for anyone else's happiness because I want other people to be happy. I don't want to be a dick to anybody and if that includes like – so I don't want to bring someone into my shit.
1: Okay, I, well, I, you can start with you by um, not – If even if you're in a relationship that requires that, like, just not get – you can control how you respond to these relationships and not – you just said you you want someone to be happy. You can't make anyone happy. You really can't. You can only make yourself happy. Yeah. You can't control other people.
2: No, I can't. But that being said, hit me up in the DMs because, you know, I do want to try the standing 69 thing. I mean, who knows what will happen. You could pick me up
1: please girls if you want to hook up with andrew collin please 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 if you want to do standing 69 no, with andrew collin okay great yes standing. if we need a sturdy girl slide into his dms that would be hilarious to hear that story i want to hear you I do it we up. won't make fun of you i really will like if you if you're down for that like more power to you girl
2: i want to be picked up and put throw my <laughs> legs over your shoulders and uh Let's have some fun out there. I mean, it's going to be tough. You're probably going to have to put a weight belt on or uh, some kind of fishing belt, some kind of heavy belt.
1: You being standing 69 by some woman, some strong woman is so hilarious it's so funny, it's so funny
2: Best <laughs> image ever hey let's go to bed hey pick me up <laughs> dude dude, oh, dude dude oh my god uh, how strong would she have to be i'm 100 i'm like almost 200 pounds let's
1: right go. you'd have to be pretty strong
2: yeah so i'm looking for a sturdy bitch
1: if you do crossfit
2: Yeah, CrossFit. You're the
1: best in your class.
2: If you could deadlift more than anyone in your college back in the day or today, (laughs) and you could pick your bad boy up and throw this little Jewcock in your mouth while doing deadlifts, I'm your man. But we're not going to date because I'm really focused on my career.
1: (laughs) And with that, let's get to Tuesday's show. Bye, Andrew Collin. Later. I love you guys. love you, too. Uh, so he's uh, leaving now. Oh, Tuesday show. Hold on. Let me look it up. I'm never prepared for this. I'm sorry, you guys. It was just yesterday, too. This is Wednesday. I'm recording this. Alex Edelman and Anya Marina were in studio. Anya and Alex, uh, talk about their Jewish plight. Oh, my God. You missed the Jew- Jewish uh, plight episode. Man. What's your Jewish plight? Set us up for this. I what? Know. No, no, I'm serious. Like, I, we were talking yeah. about anti Semitism and how it's affected your life because, as someone who's not Jewish, I don't even pay attention to that.
2: Well, I've talked about this before, I think, but growing up, where I grew up in Port St. Lucie, Florida, there were no Jews. They're actually neo Nazis. They spray painted our temple growing up. Uh, like, die, six million left, die, Jew, die. You know, so you didn't, that wasn't cool. A lot of swastikas. And then I went to an all Christian school, so I dealt with. Um, people spraying, uh, lighting swastikas on fire in my front, in their front yard, on their driveway. Uh, one person made like a hanging Jewish kid out of towels and it was all like, (laughs) you know, this is fun. Like it wasn't even seen as anything like bad because I was such a minority and then no one really cares because we're, we're white at the end of the day, Jews are. So, so it's like,
1: wait, what about that chalkboard thing?
2: Oh, that was my seventh grade teacher, Mr. Mugford. Yeah, I'm calling out your name because you're a fucking piece of shit, and you put a circle on the chalkboard and said, "Hey, the Jew needs to put his nose in the circle in front of the whole class."
1: Jesus wow.
2: Christ! Brandon, I was a little annoying. I was a little annoying. Okay. You know, I was a little too funny for him. I think. Really? I don't know. Maybe I don't think I deserve to do Jew circle. Yeah, I don't so think so all either. These things though, like they compounded, but then also. I was friends with a lot of people, so it was hard to like – you felt left out, but you also felt included too. Well, in
1: you survived. No, I didn't.
2: No, until this, someone picks no, me up and – You
1: You were funny because you felt different, yeah. and then people embraced you, And but you still – that doesn't mean that you weren't discriminated against. And that leads us into Tuesday's episode where we talked about Jewish plight. <laughs> I had uh, Alex Edelman, who's full Jewish. Anya Marino, who's half Jewish. And um, one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard on You Up happens in this segment, so listen for it. Uh, enjoy
4: Tuesday's show. Here it is. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with wishing that I had grown up with more Jewish culture because sure. I identify with the you know the strain of feeling marginalized mm-hmm. as a Russian Jew, and like my grandmother was, uh, there were all these stories about my mom being called. Uh, you know, can I, I I won't say it, but like terrible names. You uh, can say it. Kike. Yeah. Um, And my grandmother also being called the same things. And so, but then there's this weird thing where my mom, who's a Russian and has Russian on her passport, r- will tell this story about how at like the age of five or six, mm. her mother's saying like, what do you, you know, on, on your passport I, I have to decide Jew or Russian so i'm going to say russian to protect you and my mom well, to this day is sort of forgotten that she yeah. had this option and she's like no i'm a russian i'm a russian i'm not a jew i'm like yeah. you are a jew though like you are a russian jew your grandmother was a russian jew
2: um, it's hard because someone goes what's your label and jew comes with another jew doesn't preclude other <laughs> labels so you're so you're not sure by the way the in terms of kike do you know about the gary Goleman and i every year give out give out the kikeys which is the oh, award Lord. for the most negative portrayal of a Jew in media.
1: Hilarious. And, and who won last year? Uh
2: Tony Shalhoub for his portrayal of Jews on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> it was a wonderful. It wasn't he even swept. close. He okay. Oh my god. But Scorsese there's hot Kajig buzz for him for uh for the, for the for the Irishman coming out because he did he won a lifetime achievement award uh for the jewish guy from goodfellas last year and so him and spike lee are the are one of the few lifetime recipients of the of of the kikes that is hilarious (laughs) so we really
1: um uh alex i wanted to ask you what's go. i haven't seen you since for a while um i think the last time we hung on was um, before the roast right
2: yeah that's oh my god Nikki. Oh, well, d- yeah, we don't need I won't, to, I thank won't, you. But, you, I know. killed it. Yes, yeah, big,
1: you. big, t- a big cl- a moment for me in my career. It's gonna, it's t- changed everything. It's, Huge. yeah, over 10 million views f- across platforms. <sighs> Comedy Central, you know what's happening. It's it's the biggest thing that you've had viewed in a while. You know, you know it, so thank <sighs> you. And they And they know it, the last time I had to tell them, I was like, hey, um, look at all these views I'm getting. And they were like, whoa, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going viral, will you ask me to do the roast again, please? Like, I like had to put it, but sure. this time they were like, listen, 10 million views, and this was weeks ago, so it's probably gone up since then. Sure. It was crazy. You know what the best thing about that was? Oh, there's Dan Rather. He's so cool. Oh my God, Dan Rather just walked by. you guys. But he Everyone... just
2: saluted me, Dan Rather. I
1: mean, that is so cool. That was a Heil Hitler.
2: Wait, we need to get... <laughs> 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 Anya, the greatest. No, will you get him in here for a selfie? Oh my
1: God, Noah's leaving the building. I mean, no, that was... That was kidding. the best
2: thing. Anya, Thank I you. love you. I Anya, love break you. up with your boyfriend okay. right now. I'm
1: done. I'm Anya, texting him now. Anya, text him right now. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to keep this little interlude short. Um... Andrew's gone. I'm on the couch with Saralina. Not much has changed since the last time I talked to you. Um, I'm setting up today's show, which was Wednesday. Liz Fair, Anya Marina, Hannah Burner in studio. I love Hannah Burner. I'm on her podcast this week called um, Burning in Hell. B E R N E R. She's so cool and fun. And then Liz Fair was in studio. This whole interview was fascinating. I think Hannah and I like might hook up someday. It was wild. I, I I don't know what's happening. Um but you should listen to the whole episode, but you can only hear that on Sirius XM on the on-demand app. But this is the segment where we talked to Liz Fair and we talked about why Liz Fair, who is this badass feminist icon who can have anything she wants. Um, has had a a, illustrious career now an author of a book of stories um, a memoir stories called um, horror stories horror stories not horror stories um but Liz Fairwood like she's just like very formative in my life and Anya Marina's life certainly but she was a huge influence on me her song fucking run was like well, you hear me talk to her about it, I think, in this segment. Maybe you don't, but I told her like this her, go listen to her song Fuck and Run and it is like it I told her that it's almost I always want to post it on Instagram, but it's too vulnerable for me because there's a part in it that's like she goes, I want a boyfriend I want a boyfriend. And, but the whole song is about fucking all these guys and like, you know, this guy and I regret doing that. And I can't believe I did that. And I'm drunk and I'm blah, blah, blah. And then she just is like, there's this longing in her voice. And it's like so sad and vulnerable. And I've always been reluctant to post it or tell anyone I like the song because I'm like, Oh, they'll think I'm so sad or, but actually it's funny. And then I told her that I'm actually on stage right now doing a joke. I mean, I opened my degenerate special with, I want a boyfriend. I want a boyfriend so bad. And um and it was inspired by her song, Fucking Run. Anyway, this is our conversation about why Liz Fair still doesn't have a boyfriend. I love being able to like be such a strong feminist and then being like, and I love men. Yes. I love them. I yes. love all of them. Well, as that's long as I always, you let me be me. I always get told yes. I'm a man hater. What's wrong with that world? Mm-hmm. Can we all just live in that world? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. What world? Sorry. That you I love men as long as they let me be me. Yes. We were talking about like I'm not about being like men and women are equal. No, we're very different and let's mm-hmm. embrace our beautiful differences emotionally, physically and simultaneously exist. Yes. 1000%. Yeah, I, but.
5: Holla, lighters up. I,
1: <laughs> lighters up, for sure. I just. I want to start saying that. That was yeah, cool. That's, it was so cool. A, <laughs> I said it like, I, I like, You like tried to say I, it too. I said it after to like cement it in my mind. as <laughs> like, that's the thing you say now. <sighs> it didn't come out the same as when she said it, though. I but think it's actually
4: no, it's something you said eight years ago. No, I'm kidding.
1: Like, oh,
5: yeah. Do not
4: follow my lead. No, please. I think it's coming back. I think lighters will. up is back yeah. in 2019. It's so much better than iPhones up.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Um, I just rub two sticks together. <laughs> up. I do it really old school. Um, I um, what I have been channeling you recently. And I realize um, your song uh, "Fucking Run," which is one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, there, I, I I always am reluctant to share it on my social media because it's I'm always feeling it and I it's always my mood. Like if you put out a song that's like this is my mood, it's that song is literally always my mood <laughs> since I heard it, since it was introduced to me by my English professor who I became friends with who knew what? I struggled. with. Yeah, he was. It's not creepy. You're freaky. But it was it was, in, it was in college and he's one of my best friends. He's brilliant. But he was like, have you ever heard of Liz Fair? And I was like, of course. And he's like, but this song. And he I, I've been obsessed with that song ever since. But it's so it just explains what it's like. Like to be a single woman, kind of like sleeping around and figuring out who you are, but then the the core—I don't know—even if, if it's the chorus, but it's just like I want a boyfriend, I want a bo-, and it's—I can never share it because that is—I feel too seen in that part, and it's too it's too vulnerable for me to admit that but in 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 avoiding putting that on my Instagram because i've I've been tempted to so many times of just like this song is me. Every girl needs to hear it. I want girls to hear the song. It's me It's helped me through so many times that song in my life, just knowing that you're like this cool, badass chick who has felt the same way I felt of just. I, I'm trying to get these guys to love me. I'm sleeping around, I'm like hooking up and, and then they abandon me the next day and they make up excuses that they have to go get a lot of work done when I know they yeah. don't. And I know as soon as I leave, you they're gonna have a job, they're gonna go back to sleep.
5: <laughs> Recently. You don't have, you a, don't have job. a job. I know you don't have to go to work. Yeah, I mean, your app
1: that you're creating is not a thing. Yeah, He's yeah. talking about plastic surgery. He's getting a lot of work done later yeah, on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I recently have started on stage. I've opened, I opened my next kind of special. I go, guys, um... So, like, I want a boyfriend. I want a boyfriend yeah. so bad. And I didn't even realize it till right now when we opened with your song this morning that that I stole that from you. I literally stole your lyric and injected it into my stand-up because <laughs> I do want a boyfriend and I don't want to be scared about saying it anymore because it's, like, this thing that you're not supposed to admit as a woman. It's too vulnerable. It's, like, no one wants to be Death a boyfriend. or something. Yeah, and, like, guys are always just trying. Just I keep telling guys, like, stop not wanting to be my boyfriend. <laughs> like, it's as collectively, just all stop that. But I can't get a boyfriend to save my life. But in, in saying that on stage, it's felt so freeing, and I really thank you for that. And I didn't put it together until now. But like, I'm I'm like quoting Liz Fair in my special, the De- which is part of the DeGenerates is coming out on Netflix. But it's totally inspired by you. Uh, thank you. Do you have a boyfriend?
5: I do not. And the same thing just happened to me. Like I was flirting around and kind of casually dating this guy that i was very clear that i I was looking for a relationship and he was like well i am not and then like back and forthy back and forthy and it just it like it finally no it still ended up as well i'm looking for a boyfriend and i am not and you get that feeling it's like what what is it like is 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 this gonna get any better is it only gonna get worse (sighs) i have this terrible feeling that the it might not ending. be getting better. You know? But like that's what anxiety, are, how just are thinking women's about the emotional future needs going to be met in the world so of hookup culture is my question.
1: Great question. <laughs> it's
5: it's <laughs> crazy too cuz
4: <laughs> you both are so successful in your careers and like fulfilled on paper in terms of like accomplishments.
1: And but it's it's great to be like and I want someone to share that with. But also yeah, it's human nature to want to share. I'm so frustrated by it though, because you're right. Like, I hear you saying you don't have a boyfriend. I'm like, why don't you? You can have anything, Liz Fair, and I could say that about myself. And I really do feel that way. Like, I, I get everything I want in my career, and it's been struggles, and I've had rejections, and there are things I want. And I'm still aiming towards, but I'm like, I know I'm gonna get it. Like, if I really work hard enough, I've proven to myself I can do it. But I really want a boyfriend and I cannot get one. And I feel like I don't know what to do anymore. Like, I just feel like, like you said, it's, I'm kind of realizing like it might be. Well, it might be, it might be this time in
5: history. It might be that as women work more and they're more independent and more financially independent. And yet we still have the, the. and I know we all have it in the backs of our minds, like, there's a fire in the living room and my husband is reading the paper and I have just made fresh brioche. And look, there's the dog in from outside and he smells like cold air. Like, that will always haunt me. Like I, can I grew listen up to her wanting... <laughs> talk all day
4: yeah, <laughs> Her voice. That's,
5: I want that. And yet all my choices lead me toward art rather than that. So I'm
1: part of this all right that was Wednesday's show and guess what Thursday's show it hasn't even happened yet because I'm doing these uh early so Thursday show I'm excited for tomorrow let's see who's on oh my god A- Re- Ashley and Raina are on this was like women of podcasting week on you up Raina Greenberg and Ashley Hasseltine were on the show um with Andrew Collin who you just heard on this show they are the hosts of the Girls Gotta Eat podcast. I, um, I did an episode of their show. They are so funny and so smart. And I was like, I'm such a fan of them. Anyway, I know tomorrow's show is going to be amazing. And you're going to hear a clip from it right now. The other night I was crushing on this guy. Like I met a guy the other day and I was like, I have a crush on him. And someone, and I was talking all about him. And then my friend kind of came up. And I was just like going down this rabbit hole of like, I just like him so much. And like talking him up, And my friend came over and was like, Wait, who is this guy? What does he do? And then I had to say what he did for a living. And I was like, it brought me back down to like, <laughs> Nikki, stop. And I was like, what should I text him? And like worrying about it, I was like, I, I don't even want to say what he does, but it's like, Wait, like I'll tell you off off-air. air who it is. But it was, just, it was just a check of like, look at who you are, look at who he is, stop acting like he's better than you. Uh-huh. Girl, and not that I'm better than him, but like at the very
6: minimal, we're just... Two people, don't like put him on this pedestal. But do you think it's the opposite? And I I worry about this sometimes, like with our show and people like see us touring and traveling. We have this really popular show. Do you think guys look at you and they say, I'm not trying to like puff you up, but do you think guys look at you and they're like, she couldn't possibly like me?
1: I hope so. I hope that that's the problem (laughs) because there has to be something like the guys that I'm pursuing don't deserve me. And it's like, but I'm into, like, and I give them hints and they don't pick up on it. And I'm like, how could, they must, because I have that too when someone likes me. I'm like, I'm not good enough for them. So maybe there's that with some of these guys. But I don't know, though. they aren't good enough for you. I think Most of looking... the guys I go for aren't good enough I mean, for me. I mean, I think Agreed. Raina and I
7: realized, like, I, for me, I realized last year, oh, you did our holiday shows. Like, I feel like after we completed those two shows and we were just like, what we're doing is so amazing and we built this, I had this epiphany of like, no guy gets to upset me ever again. And yeah. I have not been upset about a guy really? literally since. And I was talking to another girlfriend that kind of does a similar thing. And she's like, my life is so incredible. I am so happy. I have all these people surrounding me. And that's how I feel too. I'm so fulfilled. My life is filled with love. I have my yes. family, and my friends. No guy gets to come in and ever throw a wrench into that and i've liked guys this year and it hasn't worked out and i'm just like i don't care like i've reached i tell Raina, i'm like if there's a video game of being unbothered by men i'm i've reached the top level like i am totally unbothered if it works out it works out i just am like my life is too good i've created too much i feel so fulfilled you don't get to come in and ever upset me
1: i love that so much and i i am like approaching that level. I need some like, I need Game Genie to get me there. You know that thing you used to put yeah, on to yeah. the thing? Mm-hmm. Like I need some tips. Need I some need codes. you to go like up, down, up, down, BB. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I need you to teach me the the cool codes. You should
6: make a note in your phone of all the things you're really proud of. And when somebody treats you shitty, somebody has like one, one chance. And if they treat me like shit, I'm like, who do you think you are you know, to do this I to I know me? you're right. And I hear that and, and I've
1: got, I, I definitely stop and I go, think of all your friends, think of like women who need boyfriends sometimes don't have good friends and they l- l- w- put everything into a guy is gonna like rescue them I literally don't need a guy like my f- I, I have I have friends all the time mm-hmm. all all over anyone will hang out with me at any time i have I have a great stable of stable people but when a guy rejects me then I'm like who are you to reject it just makes me think oh maybe he sees the thing in me that is unlovable, and like somehow I'm inherently unlovable.
6: No, one person sees something in you that they don't like, and you're not their person. That's not like I personal. Take so like much offense love is, to it. of course, you do. We all do. You'd have yeah. to be like a crazy sociopath to not take it personal. It is personal. I don't care. <laughs> I'm but just like, like I because how many guys do
7: we not like? Like, every, every so one like, of them. It's, it's just people get in their head All where you're like, them. if a girl's no. like, the guy doesn't like me, something's wrong with me. It's like, think about the last time you didn't like a guy. Nothing was wrong with him. He just wasn't that's your person. Great. That's great. That's great, Actually, I, I like that. It's don't want to end
6: up with this person. There's, it's nothing deeper than that. It's yeah. not you're not pretty, funny, smart, successful, whatever the fuck, enough. It's just that person at the end of the day is not see themselves marrying you and that's it. It's not deeper than that. And you're so right. Like, there's tons of people that I meet that are like, that try to go out with me and I'm not interested. It's not because I hate them. I just, I'm not interested. Yeah. The guy this summer. I was like, he's a great guy. I have nothing bad to say. Yep. It's
7: just not my guy. Yeah. I know. He's not unattractive. He was great at sex. He's
1: funny enough. I was just like, eh, not for me. And that was the show this week, the U Up podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Rate, subscribe, review, do all of those things. Spread the word. Take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories. Say what parts you like the most. You know, t- tweet at us. We read. I can read all that shit, you guys. I see all the tweets that are. I'm not famous enough where I don't see every tweet. I still see every tweet, so I appreciate a tweet. Tweet at the show at U Up SXM. Um Saralina, you can follow on Saralina C E R E L I N A N Y C. She doesn't post that much, but she is so hot and so funny and um and really blossoming into like an amazing woman that I'm excited for you guys to see because she's about to be she'll be someone you know. I'm developing her already as a comedic talent, and I think she did a pretty good job today. Thanks, Nikki. Well, that wasn't the greatest ending, but you know, I, this girl's got promise. (laughs) I love you for listening. I love you. Saralina Prozel, uh, NYC again on our socials and, um, we'll see you next week on the pod. Uh, squirt, squirt. uh,
0: This has been a comedy central podcast.